You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Sunday, December 13th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you enjoyed the Dallas Cowboys getting their fourth win of the season. That's right. The Cowboys victorious in the Queen City, 30-7. to The final score it is the official Dallas. Cowboys postgame show that we do here at Blog and the Boys. Once again, I'm RJ Ochoa. If you're watching us live on our YouTube channel, I know that this is not our normal setup. My wife, my pup, and I, we had to go on the road for a quick weekend. All is well, socially distanced and whatnot, but uh, this is our makeshift studio, so hopefully our neighbors uh, here in our hotel are uh, not too upset that we're talking about America's team, but the Cowboys uh, did indeed get the win on Sunday in Cincinnati. They are now 4-9 and nine on the season, and hope is still technically alive in the NFC East, and we're going to get to that. It was a very, um, look, the Bengals are not a great team. The Bengals now are probably firmly entrenched with the third overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. They're without Joe Burrow, last year's number one overall pick, or this year's number one overall pick, last season's number one overall pick. They're one of the worst teams in football. We all know that, and I don't think any one of us uh, really expected the Cowboys to lose. I think we all kind of said it and said, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys, you know, they're going to be bad you know, whatever the case may be, they might lose. But it was all said kind of in jest. Uh, we all kind of expected the Cowboys to win. And look, it's probable, more probable than not, that the Cowboys are probably not going to win this division. It's still possible. And like I said, we'll get to that here in a little bit throughout the postgame show. Um, but for now, the Dallas Cowboys did win, which means tomorrow, Monday, is Victory Polo Monday. If you're watching, you can see I've got my BTB polo on to celebrate accordingly. Um, and, and it means let's let's enjoy it. Let's have some fun. Let's understand that this season's probably going to end one way, but it's Christmas time, uh, the holiday spirit and whatnot. And this was a really cool win for Andy Dalton going back to his home uh, stadium for so long and, and getting that dub. A really nice moment that we saw with him and his wife there late in the game on the broadcast after the touchdown to Tony Pollard. If you're watching on YouTube, let's go through some of the highlights here in this game. Demarcus Lawrence got things started with an awesome fumble. Gio Bernard seemingly benched for most of the game after this. Sorry if he was on your fantasy team. Next one, we've got Alden Smith with the house call. After another fumble, Alden Smith takes it and runs it all the way back. A billion yards. Nice to see Demarcus Lawrence running with him, Rashad Robinson running with him. A very awesome moment to see the Dallas Cowboys get a defensive touchdown for the first time in forever. Uh, shout out to Frozen for the lyric help there. The third fumble. I mean, there were so many fumbles in this game. It's hard to believe uh, that Cincinnati is an NFL team, but I digress. They are. Uh, so three fumbles on the day early on for the Cowboys. Let's move along. Andy Dalton, like I said, finding Amari Cooper. We'll get to 
Amari here in a little bit uh, for a nice touchdown there uh, near the end of the first half. Amari has quietly put together a respectable season. Uh, final stat worth showing you, I think. Tyrone Crawford uh, at one point uh, late in this game had back to back sacks. Uh, had not had a sack at all on the season before getting on the board uh, here late in the game against the Bengals. So shout out to him. The Dallas Cowboys, again, if you're joining us late here on our postgame show, winning 30 to 7, the final score in Cincinnati, improving to 4 and 9 on the season. The Bengals now 2 10 and 1. Uh, the Bengals have completed their season long matchups against the NFC East, arguably the worst division in football. And you know what's interesting? Three teams of the four within the NFC East defeated the Cincinnati Bengals in 2020. The New York Giants defeated the Cincinnati Bengals. The Washington football team defeated the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Dallas Cowboys defeated the Cincinnati Bengals. That means only one team in the NFC East was not victorious against the Cincinnati Bengals. It was the Philadelphia Eagles, who you will remember, tied the Bengals way back when, before this season broke in a number of ways. SVT Snake 1999 says, hell of a defensive effort and really happy for Dalton. And Let's look at some of the stats from this game. Total yards. The Cowboys only had 272 yards, but still put up 30 points. Again, did get that defensive touchdown. Um, it, it Really not a, a game where offense was necessary. I wouldn't look at this and feel badly or feel disappointed in the offense. Um, but but overall, I mean, just, just kind of efficient and just kind of what the Cowboys needed. And so well done to them. Only 309 yards. I know that, that sounds kind of, you know, diametrically opposite. What is an oxymoron, whatever. 309 is, is kind of a lot. But um, in 2020, with the way the NFL works, really not that much. And considering that the Cowboys were scoring kind of a lot. And so giving the ball back to Cincinnati uh, a number of times to only surrender 309 yards, especially when you factor in the time of possession, that the Bengals held the ball for almost 35 minutes and almost had, uh, you know, 310 yards, 309, obviously. Um, you know, still an overall impressive effort from the Cowboys. Uh, three turnovers. That was really the story of this game. The Bengals turned the ball over early in the first half, which really just kind of made it too steep of a mountain, too, dig of, or too big of a hole for them to climb out of, and only 4.4 yards per play. This is a really losing formula if you're the Bengals. 4.4 yards of play, three turnovers, and holding the ball for that long, that just means a lot of inefficient, a lot of broken moments uh, for their football team. But if you are a fan of the Cowboys winning the NFC East, I have a feeling that you are a fan of the Bengals kind of being incompetent in this regard. And look, I mean, again, this team is really bad. We understand that the Bengals are one of the worst teams in the NFL. And so I get it if it's hard for you to get up. I get it's hard for you to say or to have a high level of pride in the Cowboys winning this game. But what I would say to that is, good teams beat the crap out of bad teams. And I'm not trying to say that the Cowboys here in 2020 are a good team, but this has been a really, really, really long week for the Cowboys. As we all know, we've heard a lot of questioning of their effort. We've heard about some internal strife. We've heard this morning, in fact, Sunday morning, it was reported by NFL Network that Mike McCarthy's job is safe for 2021, but there are likely going to be changes on the defensive side of the ball. And so for all that to be going on, along with the fact that the Cowboys played Tuesday night in Baltimore and lost and were humiliated again and had their game next Sunday against the 49ers flexed out of Sunday Night Football. I mean, there was a lot of crap, I mean, to just kind of be blunt, uh, hovering in the Dallas Cowboys space. And so for them to come out and get a really big win and a big win for their quarterback, I, I think that that does say a lot. I think that that says that there is something at the very least to work with for the Cowboys, which is an encouraging sign and something that you do want to see moving forward. And so shout out to them in that regard. Now, the other side of that coin is I think the worry would be 
that the Cowboys might lull themselves because they beat the Bengals of all teams into saying, wow, we, we shut out the Bengals almost, right? We only allowed seven points, only 300 yards off almost 35 minutes time of possession. Wow, we're awesome. We're badass. No, that's not the case at all. This was an inferior opponent and good job you know, proving that. Um, but that doesn't mean that changes aren't necessary. That doesn't mean that everything is hunky-dory, so to speak, for the Cowboys. And so hopefully it is, um, hopefully it's, it's a day and it's a game that, that yields a lot of positive momentum and a lot of you know happy spirits but but doesn't change what you know the Cowboys objectively decided when they were really bad for so long so far this season I do think it should be mentioned that Mike McCarthy and his staff have already done something um, you know, that Jason Garrett's staff didn't do in a, seem, uh, in a season that was very similar to 2020. We all know, we've all talked a lot about so far this year uh, on our podcast, which you can subscribe to the blog and the Boys Podcast Network on all major podcast platforms and here on our YouTube shows. Um, we, we know that this season has felt a lot like 2015 for the Cowboys, what with the starting quarterback going down and, and still being alive in a terrible division, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that year, the Cowboys went 1-11 in games without Tony Romo. They only won a single game, one game without Tony Romo. And the Cowboys have already doubled that metric. Uh, you know, and, and again, I know it's not a lot, but the Cowboys have now won two games without Dak Prescott. And, and I do think that Andy Dalton has played really well. I, I think that Andy Dalton overall has, has kind of been what you would want a backup quarterback to be. I think he got a lot of hype, uh, you know, entering this season because of the fact that he joined the Cowboys and because of the contract situation surrounding Dak Prescott. And a lot of people, you know, there were the takes, right? You know, oh, why pay Dak? Andy Dalton could do the same thing. And I don't think that Andy Dalton can do the same thing by any means. But, you know, and, and look at the games that Andy Dalton has played. The first game against the Arizona Cardinals, the Cowboys were just overwhelmed by a Cardinals team that, by the way, beat the New York Giants today. We'll get to that shortly. Um, and then in Washington the next week gets injured because the Cowboys offensive line got decimated and, and went up against that really stout Washington defensive front. And Andy Dalton comes back after overcoming a concussion, after having COVID-19 and played really well in Minnesota. And we sat here and we talked about how maybe the Cowboys were building up momentum, right? Maybe that was going to happen. Uh, but then obviously the tragedy hit the team, the passing of Marcus Paul, and they just came out and were overwhelmed by Washington again, which, by the way, was another game where they lost offensive linemen. They're starting offensive tackle on the first possession, one of whom is future Pro Football Hall of Famer Zach Martin. And so I think we all saw the Cowboys in this funk of sorts, just, I mean, kind of, just, just kind of passing along, just kind of, you know, going through the motions. And that was the team that showed up on Tuesday night in Baltimore. And I think that's part of why they got mollywopped so badly. And so on Sunday here today in Cincinnati, I, I think that they had a chance to stabilize. And I think that, you know, they're about to play back-to-back games on Sundays for what, the first time since late October. And so I think that that sense of normalcy can go a long way. We'll see what the San Francisco 49ers are able to do against the Washington football team today. If you're with us live, obviously, you know, that game is just kicking off. If you're listening later, you know the results. But um, but this, this was a good just kind of, you know, get everything under control game for the Cowboys. And for that, I think we're all rather grateful. We all know that this team is bad, but we don't want to see it continue to spiral further and further out of control. I mentioned it next week, next Sunday, the Dallas Cowboys will host the San Francisco 49ers, a game that was previously scheduled to take place on Sunday Night Football, but flexed out into the slot that the Cowboys just left. The noon slot is when the Cowboys will host the 49ers. Meanwhile, the Cleveland Browns will play the aforementioned New York Giants on Sunday Night Football. Those Giants, by the way, coming off of a loss. The Browns themselves 
coming off of a game they play Monday night against the Baltimore Ravens. So week 16, two weeks from now, the Cowboys will visit, excuse me, they will host the Philadelphia Eagles. And it seems like it will be Jalen Hurts. All reports Sunday morning that Hurts figures to be the Eagles starter for the rest of the year. We'll know more about his situation as the game against the Saints unfolds. Week 17, I don't know exactly what this game's going to look like, but the Cowboys will be visiting the New York Giants. And so um, it's possible that the NFC East is in play um, if you want to be that optimistic. In fact, let's look at the remaining schedule for the rest of the division. Bob McTube saying victory, by the way. Tomorrow, Monday, December 14th, is Victory Polo Monday. Sunday, December 13th, Taylor Swift's birthday. Shout out to Nevermore, the new album. But Monday, December 14th, Victory Polo Monday. Take a selfie of yourself in your Victory Polo, your Victory Cap, your Victory Scarf, your Victory Watch, whatever it may be. But tomorrow is Victory Polo Monday. When the Dallas Cowboys win, we wear polos. Not so much a fashion statement as much as it is a lifestyle to celebrate the fact that our favorite team won a game. That's always a fun occasion. But uh, remaining schedules for the rest of the NFC East, the NFL's most storied division, but the worst one here in 2020. Let's look at this. I mean, it's possible the Cowboys win you know, two of their final three games. It's possible. I think we all think the Cowboys will beat the Eagles, Jalen Hurts or whatnot. Um, so they're getting at least a five wins, right? The 49ers game is really going to kind of dictate what sort of conversation we're having for the tail end stretch here at the end of December. The Philadelphia Eagles uh, are playing right now against the New Orleans Saints. We think they're going to lose that game. They will probably lose to the Arizona Cardinals. They will lose to the Dallas Cowboys like we think, and they will probably lose to the Washington football team. The Philadelphia Eagles might very well finish last in the NFC East. Where things are interesting is with the New York Giants and the Washington football team. Now, Washington playing at the moment against the 49ers, and so depending on how that game goes, depending on how the Giants game against the Browns goes on Sunday Night Football, um, is really going to you know also impact how much we're talking about the Cowboys having a chance to win the NFC East here, because the Cowboys now have four wins, all right? The Giants and Washington only have five at the beginning of this week. And so the Cowboys could end this week only one back with uh, one of the better chances at victory next week. Although it remains to be seen whether Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle are going to play for the 49ers. Obviously, those are factors as well. But this is interesting. And I wonder, I do... I do wonder if the league is regretting moving the Cowboys off of Sunday Night Football, especially because the Cowboys won and the Giants lost. And it would be even more interesting to have this conversation, wondering if the league regrets it, if the 49ers win on Sunday against Washington and if the Cleveland Browns lose on Monday night against the Baltimore Ravens. So the NFL is now going to have potentially a Browns and Giants game where they're both coming off of losses. The Browns on a nationally televised game on Monday Night Football and the Cowboys and 49ers, one of the NFL's more rich traditions uh, throughout all competitions competitions, uh, both coming off of wins, kind of making things interesting. That would be fun, at the very least, to kind of see at least how Jerry Jones would respond to that. So this is still possible. I I maintain that from a probability standpoint, it's low. I I don't think it's super likely, but if you want to hold out hope, if you're making a list and checking it twice to send a Santa Claus... I mean, it's it's possible that the Cowboys could win the NFC East. Certainly crazier things have happened. Um, you know, like Tyrone Crawford got a couple sacks in this game. That was a, a crazy moment. But there can only be one star of the game against the Cincinnati Bengals, and we have named him Amari Cooper, the Dallas Cowboys star of their game from their win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Four catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Amari Cooper is probably going to break 1,000 yards this year. Amari Cooper has quietly put together a very respectable campaign in 2020 with all the changes at quarterback, all the frustration, all the brokenness, all the dysfunction that we've seen throughout uh, the Cowboys season so far. And I think that's really impressive. You know, 
Amari Cooper so often slept on as one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I think that people would, would now even still scoff at the idea that he's the best wide receiver in the NFC East. And if he's not the best wide receiver in the NFC East, it's because you know you value C.D. Lamb or Michael Gallup to be better than them. But um, Amari Cooper, congratulations. Four catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown against the Bengals. Could have had another one. He was kind of joking with uh, Andy Dalton about how Dalton missed him for uh, what would have been a second touchdown, an easy one at that. Um, and so, you know, hey, you got to hit Amari Cooper when he's open, Andy Dalton. That's just the facts of it. But on the subject of Andy Dalton, seriously, you know, Andy has been through a lot this year as a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He's kind of gotten the full experience, as we all know. Um, you know, he was a backup, obviously, and that was a big pill to swallow, I would imagine, going from being a starter for such a long time for an NFL team. I know the Bengals aren't necessarily one of the league's biggest faces or whatever, but still, Andy Dalton was a starting quarterback for almost a decade. And so when you go from that position to being a backup and being highly visible, as a backup, that's got to be you know a, a, a you know a different shake to kind of take. And so Andy Dalton goes to being the Cowboys backup, and then obviously gets an opportunity to start due to unfortunate circumstances with Dak Prescott getting injured. And then his first opportunity came on Monday Night Football and just got destroyed, and then got hurt. And so I, I'm really happy. I think for Andy Dalton, uh, I think a lot of us are as well. Um, it, it really it was it was just. It was, it was a cozy sort of feeling in your heart to see Andy Dalton have success. And again, the moment, I, congratulations to Fox for that moment between Andy Dalton and his wife. Really, really, really nice to see. Andy Dalton has, has kind of been what we all hoped, right? I mean, th- this is the ideal situation where a backup quarterback comes in and he plays well enough for your team to win a couple of games. And that's what Andy Dalton has done. Uh, again, I know this was a low-quality opponent in the Cincinnati Bengals. Probably would have been a much tougher game. In fact, definitely would have been a much tougher for game for the Cowboys if Joe Burrow had played. Uh, but Andy Dalton has kept the Cowboys alive. He's kept the Cowboys relevant. I've always said for many years that I want the Cowboys to be in the mix when I'm doing my Christmas shopping while I'm doing all of it online this year. It is nice. I mean, you know, it's it's nice that when you're putting sweater vests on and, and you're putting on warm-ups and things like that, that the Cowboys are in the mix. I know it's in, in, a, in a far more disappointing fashion than we would all like it to be, but the Cowboys are in the mix and, you know, we kind of have Andy Dalton to thank for that. Um, uh, Brian uh, says the division is not even close to over the Washington football team and G-Men are not good enough to close this out. I agree with that. And, and I think that that's what it's going to take, right? It's going to take a closing out effort. And of the two, I think that Washington stands the better chance. We've been saying now for a couple of weeks here on the show that Washington should be the favorite. You look at most uh, odds makers, most sports books, they do have the Giants listed as the favorite. The Giants have been in first place for the last two weeks from a technical standpoint. But I do think that the Washington football team has the best chance. Um, you know, we'll see again what happens. I'm very fascinated to see what happens with the 49ers. I'm sure that Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray will get into that on Monday's episode of Girls Talking Boys, and we'll talk about it all throughout the week as well here on the Blog and the Boys uh, shows that we do on YouTube and on our podcast. But, um, you know, Washington losing to San Francisco would keep this interesting. They do still get to play the Seattle Seahawks, and if if the Browns can beat the Giants, and I think, you know, maybe, maybe you do want that, and I understand if you want that. I know that it's difficult um, to tell yourself, I want this team to tank, I want this team to lose, I know that that's not an easy or a fun conversation to have with yourself because it's hard to tell your brain, I want my favorite team to lose. And in fact, I think I think I speak for most of us in saying that Monday comes, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we all have the same mentality, right? We know that tanking, we know that losing is in the best interest of the Dallas Cowboys, getting the best possible pick. We all understand the logic of that. But then Sunday hits. 
And it's like everything we said goes out the window. And the heart wants what the heart wants. And the heart wants to see the Dallas Cowboys do well. And so that's why, even though it's a low quality opponent in the Bengals, it's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, maybe that's viewed as talking out of both sides of your mouth. But I think we all ultimately want the best thing for the Dallas Cowboys. We can agree with the logic, again, of it that losing and obtaining the highest possible pick is that route. But I do think that there's merit to the idea that the flight home for the Cowboys from Cincinnati has got to be a lot of fun. And I do think that Andy Dalton maybe gets an applause on the plane or something like that. And and I think that that goes a long way at establishing a culture. And, and that has been something that has been highly questioned for really most of this season for the Dallas Cowboys since they've been in this rut that they've been in. And so maybe you place value into that. Maybe you place priority onto that. And if that's your case, if that's your methodology, I can't completely disagree with that. But the Cowboys took a solid step. You should beat the crap out of bad teams. And the Cowboys beat the crap out of a really bad team against the Cincinnati Bengals. It was it was predictable. It was fun. It was, you know, not super exciting, but we got to see our favorite players make a lot of great plays. Amari Cooper had that touchdown. CeeDee Lamb had that awesome play where he was dragging a Cincinnati defender and had his jersey ripped. We saw the Cowboys generate a lot of turnovers. We saw them score a touchdown on defense. We saw, you know, we saw guys like Rashad Robinson pop in this game. Even Tyrone Crawford, we kind of joked about, but that's that's good. And I think that that goes a long way. Now, I will say that we're having this conversation in the middle of December, and it's easy to feel that way in the moment when we've just turned off the game and all the emotions are riding high. Where we might come back or we might look back is, you know, in March, in April, and in May, when the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock with the third overall pick and they take the person that you want, that might be the moment that we look back and say, I don't know if it was totally worth it. But the good thing is that that's the problem for the future versions of ourselves. We don't have to deal with that today. Today, we can talk about how the Dallas Cowboys won. The Dallas Cowboys were victorious 4-9 and nine on the season, and next week they get to host a longtime rival, like I said, in the San Francisco 49ers. It's going to be... I don't know if it's going to be fun. It's it's going to be interesting. And you know what? It's always going to be fun. The Dallas Cowboys are going to find a way to always keep us entertained, to always have our hearts racing, and to always have us disappointed if it doesn't go the way that we want. And so uh, whatever the case ends up being, we'll have you covered as we always do at blogandtheboys.com, your home for the best Dallas Cowboys content on the web. Make sure you subscribe right here to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. We do live streams. We do film reviews. We do game recaps. You can join us on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time for our normal live streams, our Cowboys Midweek Report, where we'll talk about everything that it's going on with the Cowboys in the middle of this week. Um, you know, all the fun stories, all the predictions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, on our post game show that we stream live, you can also listen to this show on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network and all of our wonderful shows. We are available on all major podcast platforms. Leave a subscription, write a review. If you like hearing from me, I'm RG Ochoa. You can also listen to me on the SB Nation NFL show on Mondays and Thursdays where we talk about the league as a whole. And right now, the National Football League is a really, really, really fun and really fantastic place. Good luck to you in your fantasy matchups, whether you are in the playoffs already or you've started your playoff run or you're trying to get into the playoffs i hope you get what you need unless you're my opponent josh sorry it's got to be me it can't be you my bad but congratulations on the baby really happy for you and the wife anyway (laughs) shout out to my friend josh hope he loses uh today and this week but shout out to you shout out to all of us shout out to the dallas cowboys shout out to andy dalton uh i know amari cooper was our star of the game but andy dalton won in a different way which was really a lot of fun to see uh and that about does it for this edition of the ocho our cowboys post game show so uh do me a favor have the absolute best monday of all time you know why because you deserve it we will see you manana my friends as always go cowboys and peace out
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.